Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Faith, the supernatural substance in the spirit realm that comes from believing God. Amen? From believing his word, from knowing him and walking with him. And when we get together, we stir each other up in our most holy faith. Amen? We stir each other up in our most holy faith. I'm, I'm just going to share. I have so much, but I'm not going to share a lot. I'm going to share where we are. How many would like to know where we are in time? Amen? Where we are in time according to God's word. So go with me to the book of Revelations. It's funny, he gives me revelation, but only up to where we're at in revelations. He won't let me do the, all the stuff in between. He gave me the ending, amen? It's good to know the ending of the whole thing, amen? The ending is there's a bride made ready, perfect without spot or blemish, who is so in love with Jesus Christ. She's not afraid of the enemy. She's not afraid to be here. She's totally, totally one with the God of all time, the King of Kings. Amen. She belongs to him. She loves him. And all she wants is for him to come. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is in charge of bringing forth that bride. Amen. He's in charge of it. He's doing it. He's doing a good job. Quit knocking what one church is doing. Whatever there's anointing, be yea with it. Amen. God is knowing what he's doing. He's not in a hurry. Amen. He's got forever. So this is what he's playing out now. He knows there's a thousand years after this. He's not in a hurry. Amen. We all try to be in a hurry. We're not in a hurry. We live forever. If you're born again, you live forever. So quit hurrying. Whatever happens in your lifetime, as long as you get to know him and you become one with him, it's all great. Amen. This is just, this is like nothing, you guys. On earth is nothing except to do God's glory for his will. Amen. I'm just serious. It's time to let go of all the hanging on to everything. God will take care of us. Amen. We're his. It's just that simple. We're his. However that looks, they're just as much his if they're in Iran right now and they're born again. Amen. They're just as much his if they're in India and they're born again right now. They're just as much his. How many can see that he has people in places where it's not easy? Amen. And we've allowed leisure and ease to kill babies while we all try to hang on to easy and leisurely. Amen? God, we just want you. We want holiness. Amen? We want your will to come. We're waking up. Amen? We're waking up to what you want. Thank you, Jesus. So let me go to Revelations. So the other day, he was so funny. I just, I really do like him. You know what I mean? Like, I love God and I obey him. Don't say you love him if you don't obey him. Amen? He, he determines your love based on your obedience. He says so in his word, so it doesn't matter what you think. The truth is, God says, if you love me, you obey me. Amen? It's just as simple. That's why there's discipline. That's why if you really want your children to grow up to, and love you and not use you and not have attitude, you discipline them and they grow up to love you because you have to discipline them for their good, not yours. God doesn't discipline us for his, for his good, right? Amen? He is good. He doesn't, he wiped the whole thing out at Noah, people. 
Amen? God has no trouble. I won't say he has no trouble. God will destroy everyone and, and not have regrets if they don't want him. You need to see him as he is. He doesn't just want people. He took care of that with the whole Noah group. Amen? He wants a people who wants him and his ways. Amen? That's who he wants. That's what he's after. How many know he's God? He's the one who designed it all. He can do what he wants. So get over thinking you call the shots in your rebellion. Amen? He is God. He knows who he is. He knows what he wants. And he's going to have what he wants. He wants a bride without spot or blemish who is lined up and Holy Spirit is bringing her forth and together in, in unity when the bride, the, the mature believers of God come in unity with the Holy Spirit together there will come a cry from their heart this is come Lord Jesus and when that happened he is going to come for that bride. Amen? He's not like the impatient American version of dating where you go for the bride before you're supposed to and she says okay which is perversion and produces abortions and produces um, uh, divorces and produces all this other stuff. Can I get an amen? amen? We need to get back. I'm realizing we, we've walked far, far away. We've walked far, far away from how this nation was created under God. Amen? And we need to repent and we need to start getting back our own lives into that. We need to raise our kids into that. We need to quit being ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to quit being ashamed of saying, no, sex before marriage is wrong. Amen? God knows what he's doing. He knows how to do it. And he will do it right. And divorce is wrong. Amen? God gives reason. Divorce is always wrong. But there are times when somebody chooses to live so demonically that God says, let them go. He's not going to have you beat up because somebody uh, that you probably should have never married if you had listened to him decides they're going to follow Satan. He, I won't get into all that, but anyway. So in Revelations, I was asking the Lord. The Lord gave me this. This is hilarious, you guys. Only God could come up with this. So there's a translation called the um, Passion Translation. And um, it's not as literal as the literal translation, so I don't use it a whole lot, but God has me reading it some now, and he had me read it for this, and he said, do you want to see right where you are? And I said, yes, Lord, show me right where we are. Let me see if I can find it really fast. Revelations 3.19. He took me right to this, which is really pretty funny. Let's go to the very beginning of that one, then we'll get down. That'll be the... This is to the congregation in Laodicea, Okay. We've talked about these seven churches. I want you to get this. Right now, we are in the season of the seven churches, okay? I know there were real churches in history when John wrote from prison or from a work camp to those churches. But everything in scripture continues, amen? Everything in scripture, he has more revelation of. So we are in those seven phases. Now, Every church is in a different area, right? So I'm not going to get into it. We've studied this before. But some of those churches are in a place where they're going to be in prison. Their heads are going to be cut off. And that's where they're at. And you can read those. But in America, as of right now, we are in, um, we are in the Philadelphia church. Some of us are in the Philadelphia church, which was given to a prophet. And some of us are, are, are in Laodicea. But let's go to Philadelphia really fast and do that one and go through where we are right now. I want you to, this is where we are right now. And when I get to this particular line, you're all going to laugh. I'm going to read it out of the tra tra um, 
Passion Translation. Write the following to the messenger of the congregation in Philadelphia. How many know everybody's eyes are in Philadelphia right now? How many know God knew that was going to happen in our year when he wrote this? How cool is that? And one of the prophets who saw this ahead of time, not after the fact of the mess with the election, said God showed him, go read it. I already wrote it. I already told you what's going on in the letter to Philadelphia. For these are the solemn words of the Holy One, the true one, who has David's key, who opens doors that none can shut, who closes doors that none can open. God has this power and this key. And the key of David is worship. If we want God's key to operate in our lives, we have to be worshipers. That's why it's the key he gave to David. You can go read the Psalms. We don't have time to read all the Psalms here. But if you go read the Psalms, you will see David has a heart of prayer. David would sing and write songs when he was struggling. But he would always come back around to trusting God. He'd always come back around and say how big and great God was, right? He'd get all his mess out, and then he would come back around to saying, God, you'll take care of it. God, you're in charge of it. And so God gave this key to David, and to really understand that key, you really need to study everything that talks about David and every psalm that David wrote. But basically, to put this in something we can do a reader, uh, reader Digest version really quickly, is the key that God has for worshipers is only God can open and close doors for you. And I'm believing this right now over the presidency. Amen. So only God can open and close doors as the church worships, as the church intercedes, as the church prays. Okay. So know that there's no, there's no political system that can close a door that God's opening. There's no political system. There's no ruler. There's no leadership that can open a door that God's closing. Does everybody believe God is more powerful than any leaders in the whole world? Amen? And if he says this is a key, if the key belongs to Philadelphia and he's giving, so it's for this season in Philadelphia, we need to be worshiping. How many felt the presence of God while we were worshiping? I encourage you, worship at home. I encourage you, worship and seek his space and get this in your own life for this key. You want that job? Then get to the place with the key of David and only God can, only God can get you fired, amen? And only God can get you promoted and you know it. It's, let me say, these keys are not automatic. I, I just don't, that teaching's not true. It's not like some are more favored. It's about what is the key about? The key is about a worshiper. So if you're a worshiper and you're yielded to Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean you have to walk with God a certain amount of time. It means, no, I'm a worshiper and I have faith that God has everything about my life in his control. Amen? And I'm a worshiper, so I'm going to believe him. I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to let him convict me of sin. I'm going to change as he wants me to change. I'm not going to live in blatant sin. Living in blatant sin cancels out these keys because you can't be a true worshiper of God and blatantly in perversion and sin just so you know it okay all right don't have time to preach all this but okay I know all that you've done now I have set before you a wide open door that none can shut for I know that you possess only a little power in other words it's going to look really bad there's only going to be a little bit of natural power on your side there's only going to be a little bit of natural power on your side yet You've kept my word and you haven't denied my name. Well, I don't know if anyone watched the hearing out of uh, Gettysburg that had to do with Philadelphia. 
the other day. I encourage you to go to YouTube and watch it. But especially throughout the whole thing, all the people with a little power, the legislator, most of them quoted scripture. And the senator at the end of it basically came up with a boldness that was anointed and said, we are not going to let this happen in Pennsylvania. We are not letting a door close that God wants. But he's basically used scripture to say, we are going to use all the authority of the Constitution to fight for what's really right, and we're not going to let this happen, meaning uh, the enemy trying to take away from what God wants to do. Amen? It's very powerful. Yet you've kept my word and haven't denied my name. The name of Jesus was at that meeting. It was really amazing. Watch how I deal with those who are really of the synagogue of Satan, but they say they're Jews. They say they're believers, but they're not. He said, watch how I deal with them. Those who are Satanists, those who truly serve Satan, those who truly want the Antichrist spirit, those who truly are looking for this globalist. Look how I will uh, take care of it. They're lying. I will make them come and bow down at your feet and acknowledge how much I've loved you. There's going to be a submission that's going to come on those who are twisting things and perverting things to where they're going to have to humble themselves before what God is doing and before God's leadership. Because you've passionately kept my message of perseverance. Hello? Satan knows I've got to stop them from persevering. You add to your faith perseverance. What's perseverance? Everything that can come against you to say you're not going to have this comes against you. If you've ever overcome a major trial... You will fight through persevering. You persevere by watching what you say, how you believe, what you watch, and you build up your faith as you persevere. <laughs> nursery, nursery, <laughs> video, <t> we're online. <laughs> okay, so, okay. If you're in the baby section, just take them over to the nursery till they settle down so we can really keep the recordings so we can put these out, okay? But we love having everybody in our gated community over there, all right? But just be real sensitive because this goes out to thousands and thousands of people, okay? And we want them to be able to hear the message. All right, that's all we have, all these places you can go. All right, because you've passionately kept my message of perseverance, how many need to keep passionately uh, persevering? Many people lose their victory because they don't persevere. Probably most. That's probably where it's usually lost. They go into unbelief and doubt or it's not worth the fight. Amen? Believe me, giving up is going to cause worse things down the road than persevering in the midst of that trial. Amen? You're going to be in a trial either way. So you just as well stick out the one that you're in that could give a better result. Amen? I will also keep you to those who passionately persevere. He will keep them from the hour proving that is coming to test every person on the earth. He's going, let me see what that's, how that's in the literal. So this is a really good reason to persevere, right? I will keep you out of the hour of trial, which is going to come on all the world in order to try those dwelling on the earth. So if we win this, if we can win this and we persevere and we continue, it's going to prevent us, I believe as a nation, from going through a trial 
And I believe it's the trial of Antichrist. I believe it's the trial of this one world government and leadership that's going to come on all the world. Wait a minute. God is kind of saying this could make us a sheep nation. This could keep us from that hour. How many know we better persevere, people? This is not a game. This is not kid, kitty time. This is re-interceding, be praying, be fasting. You don't stand until you've done all. And guess what? When you've done all, you're going to see the victory. I really believe a lot of times we don't win in our personal trials or in corporate trials because we don't persevere. Until we know. People stand. People pray for somebody to be healed. And then they wonder why that person died after they prayed. Because I did all and stood. You didn't do all. You didn't get rid of. You didn't repent. You didn't deal with broken hearted places. You didn't deal with generational curses. You didn't deal with whatever Holy Spirit is having you deal with. Amen. Because if you do all and stand. You've got to win. But if you don't do all. And you stand prematurely. And you don't persevere. Then you can lose. Amen. He says, behold, I'm coming quickly. Let me go back to the other. But I come swiftly, so cling tightly to what you have, so that no one may seize your crown of victory. For the one who is victorious, I will make you a pillar in the sanctuary of my God, permanently secure. I will write on you the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, was to descend from heaven, and I'll write my own name on you. So the Lord said, hang in there, persevere, get through this, and you will have my name. You will be, have the name of Christian. You'll be a Christian nation. You will be a, wouldn't it be awesome to be a Christian nation again? A Christian nation is going to take an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's going to take the dream that Karen had because God doesn't want us a divided nation. He wants us a Christian nation, but he's raising up a church right now to bless. We're not antagonistic. We're not against anybody. We want to rescue them and help them. There's nothing greater than being a true spirit-led Christian nation. Amen? We're not against anyone. We're actually rescuing people. It's like like if a fireman goes into a house and the person's in such a panic and he's trying to grab them from that burning flame and they start hitting them and they think what are you doing but he's rescuing them it's like when someone's drowning and if you jump in they'll start hitting you and everything because they're in a panic but that person's saving them amen that's what we're doing with our prayers amen we're not antagonistic we're not trying to bully or hurt anybody we want to save those who don't know what's really going on And you have to have that heart. This can't be us against them. This has got to be us with him. Amen. That's all the God works. He doesn't work in division. All right. He works in multiplication. Amen. For the one who is victorious, I will make a pill. All right, then. So the one whose heart is open, let him carefully listen to what the Spirit is now saying to all the churches. Now listen to this one. So when he's telling me, he said, okay, that's what's going on. But look at this too. Write the following to the messenger or the angel of the congregation in Laodicea. For these are the words of the amen. In other words, what he says is the final word. The faithful and true witness. He knows everything. Amen. He's faithful. He's true. He knows. You can't hide anything from God. The ruler... He's the ruler of God's creation. I know all that you do. I know that you are neither frozen in apathy nor fervent with passion. Because I know, and how many know this is America? I know you know Israel in America. Almost everybody, even the most evil people, somewhat talk about Jesus. He says, but you're, you're not totally 
like those who totally say I don't exist and are totally cold, but you're not fervent, you're not hot. You're just kind of lukewarm. Well, if everything works out for me, if I still have my house, if I still have my job, if I can still go to church, you know, it's a lukewarm. How I wish you were either one or the other. But because you are neither cold nor hot, but you're lukewarm, I'm about to vomit you from my mouth. Okay, God's saying you're going through a trial. As a nation, we're going through a trial. I mean, we are going through a trial. What is this whole virus stuff? What is this whole political corruption stuff? It is being vomited out of God's mouth. How many feel like 2020 was kind of a vomiting kind of year? Amen. <laughs> Actually, we've overcome because honestly, we've really had a pretty good year. To be straight out honest, we've had a really exciting full year in God. Because why? Because I'm fervently in love with Jesus. Most people don't come here for too long if they're not passionate for the Lord. Amen. So, so how many know if we're in his kingdom, it can't be shaken. So he's not going to vomit me out of his mouth, even though all around us, people are being vomited out. There's a lot of churches that close. They were vomited out of his mouth for being lukewarm churches. Amen. Amen. Let me say that the businesses that really are fervent for the Lord, they tithe, they give, they glorify God in it. I guarantee you the devil can't close them down. The problem is the lukewarmness. And more people are probably praying in 2020 than have prayed in America in hundreds of years. For you claim, I'm rich, getting richer, I don't need a thing. Yet you are clueless, you're miserable, you're poor, you're blind, you're barren, and you're naked. The things of the kingdom, the things that matter, you don't even know that you don't have them because all you can't think about is money and stuff. I counsel you to purchase gold perfected by fire so that you can be truly rich. Purchase a white garment to cover and clothe your shameful nakedness. Purchase your eye solved to be placed over your eyes so that you can truly see. Okay, so he's saying right now you're deciding, how do we purchase those things? How do we purchase those things? First of all, those things have already been bought for us. Amen? Jesus paid the price for those things. The only way we purchase this gold that's been perfected by fire, the only way we can purchase gold perfected by fire so that we can be really rich is to embrace the trials, to embrace whatever we go through, we are going to be made more like Christ. Amen? We're going to let what needs to shake, shake. We're going to count it joy. We're going to do this things God's way. We're going to get a white garment and get rid of white. We're going to get holy. We're going to get pure. We're going to get free. We're going to get healed in the brokenhearted places so that all the shame from what the enemy's done to us and our fallen nature has done to us, it's going to be covered by righteousness in Christ. Amen? We're going to ask God to open where we don't see correctly. And Tuesday nights and retreats are really good for that. But people don't like that. Boy, you start getting close to that and everything in them runs out the door. That's the part 
that you really have to know people a little bit. You really got to hear God. And you've got to trust that the person only cares about you. They're not benefiting personally. And so they're showing you something you can't see. And, and to do that, you have to decide that. Like, I've got to find out why these bad things keep happening to me. I've got to find out why I can't get along with people. I've got to find out why. The, I've got to quit blaming everybody else and find out what's going on. Lord, send somebody that, I can, that can help me see. Amen? Open the eyes of the blind. All those I dearly love. Okay, here's, here's where we're at. You ready? This kind of gives me a lot of hope for what's going on in Philadelphia. It's going to be God's open door. All those I dearly love, I unmask. What is the possibility of God putting a translation out where he unmasks people? It kind of makes you smile a little more when you see those little white or blue things, you know, thrown to the side. Amen. But please put them in the trash containers where they belong. I dearly love, all those I dearly love, I unmask. And this is it, and I train. God says, get ready for an unmasking and begin to train. Get ready for an unmasking and begin to train. This is where you are. Right now, you're right in between this, what's going on in Philadelphia, and God opening doors, and God closing doors, and people being humbled, and those who are of Satan losing their authority and having to recognize who are really of God. You're right at this place right now. How many can see we're right at this place? You want to know where we are? This is where we are. This is where we are. In this whole place, God's taking away the lampstand from those churches that do not do what he wants. Amen. We're not going to lose our lampstand. Amen. How many knows it's stronger and brighter and stronger and brighter than worship was awesome just what God's doing even the retreats everything is just powerful thank you God so he's about to so I'm waiting for the unmasking amen how many know there's one situation that would cause more masking not unmasking how many know God says believe for the unmasking those he loves he's going to unmask I I know he loves me I'm going to get unmasked and he's going to train us we're about to be into training and equipping believers. We're about to be training people for a harvest. We're about to get ready to really, really move in the things of the Spirit. If anyone thinks of going back to where you were last year, you, you are really not getting it. That's never happening. You are either going forward to a place that's towards globalism, antichrist, or you're going forward forward to the things of God and being a sheep nation and bright light and everything about God and his kingdom and healing and deliverance and darkness and light are going to coexist but the dark is going to get darker and the light's going to get brighter and God is now seeing which churches are going to humble themselves and say we're we're out to save a nation you can be in other nations and not be a christian nation if you're in india you're not in a christian nation but you're a christian you're a light in darkness if you so right now there's this real battle this battle's been going on we had a president before the president we have now who said we are not a christian nation and actually said we are the largest muslim nation we had a president who declared that in the heavenlies how many know there was a spirit behind that how many know it wasn't Holy Spirit? 
Then we had a president that God put in who said we are a Christian nation and continually says it more than any. I mean, last year was the first year you could say Merry Christmas and start coming out of captivity without being, uh, you know, really persecuted for it. Amen. Wake up, people. God is doing something big. And the enemy, the Lord told me way back when the president who is in now was in, I said, Lord, is that a good thing or a bad thing about Trump being in? And the Lord said, depends on what the church does with it. Well, it depends a lot right now on what the church does with it. And the church overall did not do what they should have done to respect and to honor and to refuse to let such disrespect and to refuse to listen to um, the prophets of Baal in the media, not telling truth and not saying all the powerful, awesome things that needed to be done, and not interceding and praying for four years against the Prince of Air, trying to bring us into perversion and keep us there. Amen? Amen? But there has been a remnant, and this church has been one of them, who's seen and been praying and crying out. I, I, I personally just thought for sure this would be so easy but then you realize you know there's a lot of people in the church who did not humble themselves before the lord and recognize what was going on and so now we need to pray that their eyes open amen if their eyes don't open this time they will open in the next four years but i pray with god's great mercy amen that eyes begin to open now that enough eyes have opened that god is going to pour out mercy amen so this is what he's waiting on. He's waiting for an unmasking and a chaining. But he tells you even in these scriptures what he's looking for. What's he looking for before you can be unmasked? What did I just tell you he's looking for? You can't be lukewarm. The church can't be lukewarm. They've either got to be totally about God or totally against God. There is at least a portion of the church that has gotten passionately on fire for God. Most of the church has to some level. Then there's a great falling away, those who are going to go totally cold. So this is where we are right now. Um, it says, um, Behold, I'm standing at the door knocking. If your heart is open to hear my voice and you open the door within, I'll come into you and feast with you and you will feast with me. What's he saying? During this season, there is an open door for believers who get on fire for God to hear him, to feast with him, which means to literally sit down in his presence and watch him give you the word. Watch him feed you his word yourself. See, the biggest issue in the church is they're still under covering doctrine, which keeps the church lukewarm and they don't even know it yet. Amen. Well, you're not under that in this church. You can try to be, but I'm not in agreement with you. Amen? You can sit down according to this. If you're hungry to be on fire for God, if you desire to know him, if you desire um, to be in the fire but become like gold, to, be, um, cover, uh, to get rid of shame, to get free from condemnation, to walk in these things, if that's your desire. See, this all goes together. You can't just pull out one little line. If that's your desire, then he says, um, repent, be eager to pursue what's right, get ready to be unmasked, get ready to be trained in the things of God, be ready to train others in the things of God. And right now he's standing at the door knocking. If your heart is open to hear his voice and you open the door 
within your own spirit. He'll come into you, feast with you, and you will feast with him. How many want to feast in the midst of what's going on? I, I, you know, I think I need more feasting. I think I've been standing on the, uh, the wall, so to speak, as a watchman, just like, what's going on? What's going on? How do we pray this? How do we do this? How do we forbid this? How do we bind this? All this kind of stuff, which we're talking about, I don't know, Tuesday or Friday. But I, I think I, I've kind of let the feasting down a bit. And he's still so faithful, isn't he good? That's why I love when worship comes like, oh, I get to feast for, Lord's like, you can do this at home too. I'm like, Lord. And then it's like trying, and I'm like, What's, what are they saying here? What are they saying here? Let's be those who determine we're going to be those who say yes. Yes, we're gonna spend time feasting. Yes, we're gonna spend time hearing from you. Yes, we're gonna just worship you, amen? And to the one who conquers, listen to this now. To the one who conquers what's going on in this season, he will give the privilege of sitting with him on his throne, just as he conquered and sat down with his father on his throne. Now let me tell you what that means. He said, if you win this thing, not everybody has to win it, but if you personally win this thing, you are going to start ruling and reigning with Christ. You're going to have authority. When you bind, it's going to be bound. When you loose, it's going to be loose. When you speak, because you feast with God, because you hang out with God, there's going to be authority. You're going to begin to see your prayers answered. You're going to begin to see family come in. You're going to begin to know what to do and how to do it. Why? Because all of a sudden now, because you've gone through this season that we're going through now, amen, you kept your heart right, you're seeking God, you're going after God, you're going through that trial, but you're going to be gold. You're going to let all the other stuff go. And in the midst of all this, you're going to be righteous. You're going to look for holiness. And in all this place, you're going to say yes to spending time with God. Yes to hearing God. Yes to getting answers. Yes to just being in his presence, feasting with him, having a party with him, having a great time with him. And then he says, when you do all that and when you get through all that, how many know this isn't usually a week? It's a season. Then you are going to begin to sit on the throne with me and rule and reign with me. How many want to begin to be conquerors and rule and reign? Amen. How many know that's part of the training? Some of you didn't raise your hand. What, you like getting beat up all the time? You like just somebody else having to pray for you? Come on, we need the church to rise up and overcome. If you want your family saved, then you need to be the one who wants to overcome. If you want, you gotta have the wanna, amen? You gotta want to sit on that throne and rule and reign. You've gotta get rid of the hurt places that want somebody else to take care of you, and you gotta write, and you gotta get rid of the false, I could take care of myself, okay? I could take care of myself isn't gonna be on that throne ruling and reigning, and somebody help me is not gonna be on that throne. It's gonna be someone who is an overcomer, who wants to conquer, who is really, really excited that God has overcome and we can destroy the works of the enemy, amen? That we're gonna enter into this. How many know that too, too few of the church has entered into that place of conquering, amen? God's not gonna come back and get a wimp, wimpy little church if he has to put all this off and let everybody go through captivity and even deeper captivity and try this again on the next generation or the next generation, he will. I don't want that to happen, amen? I want our generation and the generations under us and a little over us to overcome in this thing, to conquer in this time, to start being trained and get ready. So don't look for his coming to save us tomorrow. Amen? He's not going to do it that way. He is going to have overcoming people ruling and reigning with him before he comes. And in that same process, we're going to be made ready. Holy Spirit's going to deal with us. And we're going to be so in love with Jesus. Amen? So we got a season to go. Does everybody get that? 
We're not, we're not going to be able to take the sign of the beast with this upcoming stuff that's happening, okay? That cannot happen until the Antichrist has ruled and reigned in globalism. Everybody will know who it is. They'll know what's going on. He will die, it looks like. He will do a counterfeit of Jesus raising from the dead three days later. Everybody will say, oh, he'll say he's God. And then, if you're a believer and you're still here, do not take any kind of mark. Amen? But don't, just no poison shall harm you. Okay? Get over your principles and be led by God. I'm going to fly and travel internationally. So I'm going to do whatever God puts on my heart to do. Now, if they go and test me and I'm immune supernaturally, then fine. How, how many know God is bigger than your little idea of how this has to work. I said, well, what if there's this in there? What if there's that in there? It doesn't matter. Do I, I want to have an amendment to make sure that none, none of that can ever happen again. Amen? But I'm not going to give up preaching the gospel and teaching, doing whatever God wants because somebody else may have that conviction that they can't take that. No poison shall harm me. Amen? Those people at Holocaust and captivity took whatever they stuck in their bodies, people. Amen? No poison shall harm me. Now, if I'm yay, yay, let's, let's continue with abortion so we can have better medicine, then my heart is wrong and I would choose murder. Right? I would choose murder of somebody for my convenience. I'm not choosing that. Amen? I'm not choosing that. So let's get our thinking straight. Let's get our thinking straight. I can't believe I'm going to share this. Oh my gosh, Lord. All right. When I was going to have my, um, uh, this is for grown-up years. After John and I had three children, and we were kind of at the point of, I think we've had enough children. And John was like, huh? so we, wanted, we, we have the same kind of thing that you can find in, certain people's family line where it doesn't take a whole lot to have more kids. It just isn't an issue that ever, my entire family has had pretty much no problem there. My mom had five kids in six, seven years, okay? It's just not a problem in our family. So I had decided that this was a good time to make the decision to not have any more children, okay? I'm not saying anybody should do that. If you want to have 500 kids and you're that fertile, then have them. Just know that you should be able, you know, to take care of them or trust God and find whatever you want, okay? I'm not crossing the lines and that's up to you. But I had all these well-meaning people write me and say, you can't do that because blah, 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 and you can't do that. And how could you? And it tried to cause confusion and condemnation. So I went before the Lord and I said, Lord, I don't want to do this, you know, if it's really against you. You know, this, this, it wasn't a personal conviction of mine. If it is your personal conviction, it would be sin for you. Let me say this. If you have a personal conviction against something that the Bible doesn't blatantly say yes or no, murder is murder, okay? Stopping yourself from being able to get pregnant is not murder. Amen? So, but you can have personal convictions about it. Amen? You can have a personal conviction about, um, you know, taking a vaccine or whatever. That, that's your personal conviction. It's different than God's word. You are not the Holy Spirit. So when you become the Holy Spirit for others, amen, 
then you actually release witchcraft and confusion. So I'm sitting there and I said, Lord, I don't know. I don't know, Lord. I don't want to do anything that's against your word. I'm just telling you what happened to me. And the Lord said, and John's like, well, it doesn't matter. We could do, and I'm like, do you want four kids? He goes, well, I know one thing. If we have four, we're not having any more. I said, so, so truthfully, you, you do want to have a limit on this, you know? Anyhow, so we decided, okay. John was like, whatever you want, honey. So I'm sitting there, and I'm praying. I said, Lord, I don't want to do, see, my heart was, I don't want to do anything that's against God. Amen? See, legalism brings death. It brings condemnation. It brings confusion. It releases witchcraft. But a heart that says, God, I only want to do what you say is okay. So I was praying. The Lord said to me, do you think that if I wanted you to get pregnant again, that there is anything that could stop it? I said, well, no. He said, he said do you actually think anybody could stop me from having you get pregnant again if I want you to have another child? And it brought me freedom. Like, okay, Lord, if you want me to have another child, then you work it out, and we won't sue a doctor and say that the, it didn't work. We'll just know you had your hand in it. And it set me free. Amen? So I, so I will say this. If God doesn't want me to get a vaccine so that I can travel the world, because it's already down that you have to have it. Does, I have to get a vaccine, guys, to go to Uganda with something else, and I've got to get uh, shots to go somewhere else. Some, you can't get in or you can't get out, okay? So am I going to say I'm not going to travel? Now, how could God bypass? He could do that thing where I just land there and land back, okay, if he wants, right? But that's up to him. But he needs to do that to show me we're going to do that. Or he can take whatever they put in me will have no poison, and it'll have nothing that's against him. Amen? I just believe he's that big. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, if you have a personal conviction, then stick with it. But you probably do not go overseas. And you probably do not, uh, you know. I'm just saying, the only thing he tells us not to put in our bodies 100% is the mark of the beast. And this isn't it. And I, and I refuse to give up the rest of my life doing God's will because of somebody's personal conviction instead of Holy Spirit. I would rather go and watch God bring forth an amendment and do something powerful to make sure that in the future, no baby dies and their parts aren't sold for anything. Amen? Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? We got to get free from some of this thinking that puts the whole body in bondage. God doesn't want a weak church that can't do anything. If it's a personal conviction, I'm not asking you to change it because you would be sinning if you did. I am telling you, quit being everybody else's judge. Amen? Give me a scripture for what you're saying that Holy Spirit will convict me out because you realize she just doesn't know this. Amen? And you can send me anything you want. I don't care. Because I really got God to show me, yes, no, this is, this is the wrong spirit doing this, this is this. But I'm just saying this because the church had better wake up and be powerful now. Not putting ourselves in a place as if we entered into the very last of times when we're not able to do anything. Amen? So you need to pray about it. And we need to quit judging each other. And we need to know that God isn't finished with his church yet. We can pray and intercede. Lord, don't make that be mandatory. Lord, do that. We can, right? Do it. Take authority. If he shows it to you for real, you can bind it so it can't happen at all. That's up to you. Amen. That's between you and God. 
Amen? But we've got to begin to be real people of the Spirit, led by the Spirit, and knowing that God can work all things together for good. God will turn things around. God will take care of it. And, and you know, however he wants to do that. Amen? And, and so I'm just, I'm just telling you, because we're heading into times where being judgmental about things that aren't in the word. Yeah, if I'm in blatant sin, call it out. Amen? You can come up here with a microphone, tell everybody in the place if, if you find me in blatant sin. Because I'm not. Amen? And by God's grace, I don't in turn to be, and I'd be the first one to step down if I was. Because I don't want, that's gross. Amen? Amen? I, I'm more determined now to live holy than I've ever been in my life. Not even watching things that were questionable before. Not questionable, horrible. But you know what? I really, watching that movie the other night really convicted me of how far down our nation has fallen culturally. Away from talking about God, making prayer real, watching people pray on television to the true God, that Hollywood was used to glorify God. I realize how far down we've gone with the junk we watch and let our children watch and we feed ourselves. I'm not even talking about blatant, blatant sin. I'm talking about stuff that talks about, any, that does not glorify God. Amen? I'm believing for a move of the Holy Spirit that's going to cause this nation to glorify God again in the media, in politics, and I really believe we're at a very place right now where that can truly happen if the church would quit being lukewarm and wake up. Amen? Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.